Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. It is season seven. It is episode 36. And we have joy in the air because we had another West Ham performance. And here with me tonight is Jonathan. Where are you and what are you doing? I am in my loft talking to you about this joyous situation. Mr. Alan Carr. (laughs) Chatty man. Um, And also back is is Nigel. Where are you and what are you doing? I'm in my shed. Sitting in it. You don't sound sound very... uh, Pleased about it. Well, it's cold in here. I forgot to come and switch the heat on again. Uh, Okay. No George tonight. Uh, Unfortunately, Monday night has clashed with another beauty treatment after having his Botox last week. Uh, he's having his breasts enlarged this week. So I thought it was his ass. Is it his breasts? I don't know. I don't like to ask. Oh, what? Anyway, it's not It's not a beauty podcast anyway. Um, we played Man City um, and we lost at the weekend. Um, I'm going to start with Nigel because I know he, he went and, and had to go through it and probably stayed to the end. Uh, and then we, we'll talk to John and, and myself. Nigel, yeah. uh, I know I didn't bump into you on Sunday. It was a bit of cold day, wasn't it? Um, well, we were mixing in different circles. Obviously, you had your, uh, you know, you had your middle class lifestyle to live up to. So. <laughs> well, I was shopping in Tiffany's uh, in Canary Wharf beforehand, and we had a lovely little lunch in Slemensky's in Canary yeah. Wharf. What is that, Slemensky's? It's a, it's a like a, it's a. American type diner kind of oh. restaurant, um, and afterwards, instead of going to the sports club, well, we went to Westfield, and we had to walk the long way round to get in it, and it was absolutely packed, packed to the rafters, including a lot of West Ham fans, by the way. But it's not a shopping podcast, 
Nigel, tell us about your experience on Sunday. And did you stay to the end? Well, I, you know me. I always stay to the end. So <laughs> It was probably only you, wasn't it? Yeah, I'll tell was you what. Yous? Dear, oh dear. I think the fourth goal went in after 65 minutes, was it? And people were yeah. pouring out. I know, I saw them. I saw them. I'm not saying I stayed to the end and I'll wait to my bit to say when I walked out, no, but... Um, I don't know. A lot of people left before me. That's all I'll say. I suppose when it's constant, it's hard to criticise the people. I just I don't know. It's something I've never done, I suppose. But And I, I will say, uh, and I've got a bit of grief about this on Twitter, uh, it was one of the lowest. There were so many gaps. You know, we, we know that somewhere between um, – there's 57,000 allegedly. So 3,000 of them – are away fans and they took up the full allocation of Man City. 2,000 are um, are general tickets, which were all sold out. And then you get your 52,000 season tickets at holders, of which 3,200 are actually corporate members and, and, and just under 50,000 are general and season ticket holders. Now, the average real attendance is somewhere between 45,000, so 12,000 under, and about 52,000, 5,000 under. Uh, Sunday felt like one of the lower ones. It felt like there was at least 10,000 missing. Would you Would you agree, Nigel? Yeah, it did. It, it, it looked, at kickoff, it looked very sparse in certain areas. Um, helped by the white seats that we yeah. could pick out those sparse areas. Yeah. Um, but to be fair... It, you know, Sunday afternoon, live on TV. I think you'll probably find a lot of the live TV games, the attendances are lower anyway. So if we say, if it was a Saturday three o'clock, you probably get fifty-one to fifty-two thousand. You know, for a game like that, on a Sunday live on TV, weather was a bit crap. You know, it was probably more like forty-five. Um, yeah. in the stadium and um, to be fair it was a bit of a dull game really wasn't it I mean it, I mean, I've mean, i never been so minutes. disappointed watching West Ham score a goal because <laughs> guess the scoreline are backed oh really 4-0 oh, dear oh dear like, they even let me down now thanks a lot West Ham but mm. I, I, the only thing is what a great free kick though by Criswell wasn't it it was, and actually. I think I actually said that last week or the week before about how Creswell took the free kicks before Payette, and he and he hit a few perlers. So it was good to see it go in, and just for a glimpse that like five ten minutes before half time, we actually were in the game, and then the second half. I think I've heard the stats today. The second half we had no shots, but apart from that free kick, I can't and perhaps the disallowed go. By on out of it. I can't remember us troubling their keeper with like uh, an on-target shot. I'm sure you can bore us later with shack yeah, yeah. attack. Um, but yeah, I'm I, look at the end of the day. Man City are one of the best teams in Europe, if not the world. What did we expect? I didn't expect anything. They sense why I back four 0 
to Man so, City. So, so how about, you know, two own goals, first two goals put down as own goals. Well, um, Do you want to blame anyone or just say that better skill or? No, I, d- I don't really want to pick anyone out. I mean, is Everett was the first, yeah? Yeah. Own goal. Yeah. You know, last week, Declan um, Rice ducks. This week, Everett goes for the ball. The result is a goal both times. So if you criticise Rice for attacking the ball, you can't really criticise Evra for, uh, sorry, Rice for ducking the ball. You can't criticise Evra for going for the ball. It's it's the quality. The only, the the thing that really pissed me off was actually was in the second half. And um, who's the Belgian midfielder they got? Um, Really good one. Man City. De Bruyne? De Bruyne. He was walking. Yeah. They'd pass him the ball and he would just stop, walk a couple of steps and lay it off. Um, well, you, you heard what Anne, Andy, um, sorry, Alan, Alan Shearer said, did you? No, I didn't watch matches. I've not seen the highlights. So all I'm doing is me watching the game. Alan Shearer uh, called West Ham lazy. Um, uh, what else did he say? He said they were lazy. Uh, they said he said basically, look, they they just expected. They turned up in their mind that Man City would win. They didn't make it hard for them. They said, look, they should make them earn their points. And he said, Man City didn't have to earn their points. They looked lazy and disinterested, uh, and they basically had no effect. And he was blaming the players. He refused to blame David Moyes and said he expects more fight out of them. I mean, obviously the other. Results didn't go our way with, you know, John said last week on the podcast that Southampton would win and they did. Uh, You know, I said Stoke needed at least a point at at, uh, Anfield and they got it uh, to stay in it. And West Brom, although it's too late for them, even won as well. And you just think just everything's going the wrong way and suddenly the pressure is back on. Well, for, for relegation and, and we need fight and togetherness and there doesn't seem to be that fight. It just was, you know, just, there was just, I, I saw some replays and, and, and the replays I saw, and they were match of the day ones, just saw um, Man City passing it to them for fun with no, yeah. none of us approaching or anything. They were just letting them do it. And, and the girlfriend who was with me watching it, she went, well, this is not very fun. She said, the team in blue just keep on passing it between themselves and we can't even get close to it. And she was right. Yeah. She went all the possession. That's... Um, um, by the way, 75% possession they had to our 25. We were at home. They had 19 shots, eight on target. To our four shots, one on target. The one shot on target obviously went in. 100% better than their 50%. Yeah, yeah, true. So what, what what were the positive points, if you can say, and then we move on to John from his, uh, you know, obviously watching Sky. For me, the positive was we didn't get a real proper tanking that the goal difference would have crept up towards Huddersfield. We had an eight-goal start on Huddersfield. We still got a five-goal start on Huddersfield. I think Huddersfield's result Saturday, for me, keeps us in the Premier League. Or... It it might make us a bit nervous, but I still can't see Huddersfield getting another point and us not getting another point. 
And and that's what yeah. I think actually the big result for West Ham was Saturday, Everton beating others. Yeah. Any any anything else to say on the game before we move over no, to John? I'll just waste my time. No. All right. Let me just talk about some stats before I move on to John. Uh, West Ham have conceded more goals than any other team in the Premier League this season after the 4-1 defeat. 67 goals we've conceded. That is the more than Stoke who've uh, conceded 65, more than Bournemouth who've conceded 60, more than Watford who've also conceded uh, 60, more than Huddersfield that con- um, conceded 56 and more than Crystal Palace, Everton, Southampton, West Brom, who have all conceded 54. The other interesting fact is West Ham have conceded three goals or more 15 times this season, nine of them coming under David Moyes. So this is the David Moyes record. Everton, four. Newcastle, three. Bournemouth, three. Brighton, three. Liverpool, four. Swansea, four. Burnley, three. Arsenal, four. Man City, four. Ones under the six under Slaven Bilic were Man United four, Southampton three, Newcastle three, Spurs three, Brighton three, Liverpool four. So it's it's sad that I can't. Can you remember a time where we've conceded so many goals and such a big, you know, conceded three or more goals on fifteen games this season? I can't remember one. Um, quickly, I think the year we went down under Roda. We had a couple of sevens. Blackburn away was one. But, fi- but 15, 15, three or more. It's, it's, it's shocking. John, John, you, you, it was a bloody cold day at the <laughs> London Stadium. You made the right idea to sell your ticket to me. Uh, to, to, first of all, I know it's not a stag do podcast, but how was your stag do the day before? You went to Sandown, didn't you, racing? We went did, racing, lucky? yeah, we went on you lucky? that. I wasn't that lucky, no, but I didn't lose too much. I'll tell you what they had there, which I tr- I would try to film, but I think I was a bit too drunk at the time. The bars there, this is a complete aside, the bars, they were Carlin bars, yeah? They would sell Guinness and everything, but the bars had special pumps and glasses that they actually filled up from the bottom of the glass. And yeah, they, seen they, them. they filled up in about three seconds. Yeah, seen them, seen them. They've been recommended before. That, uh, that say that um, again. We should possibly them. They fill up from the bottom. They've got a little flange in the bottom of the glass, and there's just these little like pumps that stick out of like a you know when you get your your beer and they put them on the trays that collect the drip trays. Yeah. They're like those, and they have got like three little upspouts, and they sit the glass on the spout, and the beer comes in from the bottom and fills to the top in about three seconds. No head, no pouring, no nothing sort of thing. No. John, uh, in seven seasons and several hundred episodes, is that the first time the word flange has been used on this podcast? Possibly. I don't know what Probably. the fuck it means, but it sounds... <laughs> <laughs> it's a one-way non-return valve, I would say. I'm going to Google it. <laughs> right. I wouldn't. Not with the missus around. <laughs> I'm in my shed. <laughs> <laughs> John, uh, you watched. We, were you sober enough? I was right. I was. I was again? a bit hungover, but I wasn't as bad as I expected, to be honest. But yeah, I did watch it. Um, it was. It was a hard watch, wasn't it? But it's as you say, as we expected. Um, we all got our hopes up in the last sort of ten minutes. I mean, Gary Neville was saying that the Anatovich goal should have stood. 
wasn't yeah, a, that, wasn't that, a that looked, I was going to ask you about the replays because I haven't seen uh, any of the replay. I mean, obviously, I was there and, and didn't like um, Nigel. I haven't seen it again. So that Anatovic looked good, but it was ruled off for a foul, I think. It was ruled off for a foul on the Cape, yeah, where he literally is hands on, but it's, it's like shoulder to shoulder, really. But I guess because it's a keeper, that's why he gave it. But, you know, Neville was sort of saying he should have stood. And the uh, free kick that we got outside the box that we scored from was inside the box. So that should have been a penalty. But we scored it anyway, so that yeah, doesn't I really know. matter. But, you know, from that moment now, I thought, well, come out and have a go. Because in, in my in my mind, we were like, if we lose or draw, we don't. No, our position doesn't change. We still stay where we are. If we win, it changes. And if we'd have gone... You know, you don't go full out attacking against City, but I would have been tempted to have Andy, have Andy Carroll start. I think I said last week, I think I know if it should have sat on his ass. So I would have been tempted to have Carroll starting and then basically try to bypass the midfield, go along to him, try and get over them as opposed to through them. Yeah. Cause you, but you bear in mind that, you know, we had Sabaletta one side and Ever the other side. The, you know, an older pair of right um, right and left backs, you, you know, we've, I've never seen there. Well, we do seem to get them, don't we? We've had Winterburn and Pearson. But, you know, you're up against Walker and Sterling and the pace, they, you know, we just couldn't cope. No. And, you know, so so uh, Masuaku dropped ever. As a tactical. Yeah, dropped yeah. as a tactical. Well, it, it appears so, but a lot of people... I mean, I read something on Twitter that someone read the team and turned around and then go, turned, went home again. I don't know if that's true, but it sounds funny. Um, he made three changes. One forced, obviously. Adrian came in for Hart, who wasn't allowed to play against his parent club. Uh, Lanzini started. And um, and Evera came in for, um, for Masuaku. So is it true that he said about... Um, Lanzini, did he say this after the game? That when people were booing, when he took Lanzini off, he said it, the people that booed when I took Lanzini off need to look at the third, third goal, goal or whatever. That's exactly that's exactly what he said, word for word. That's going to endear him to the players, isn't it? Well, more of that later. But, but yeah, you know, I mean, the result was as to be expected. The performance was disappointing. Um, I, I mean, there's that. T- I from, do think from tactically, point. tactically, he could have done better and made a better fist of it. And it, and this is going to be his downfall. This negative since the Stoke game at home, since then his negative outlook is going to be his downfall amongst the fans, anyway. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, there's not a lot to add. Um, I was freezing my bollocks off uh, and. Uh, not having a very good time. I didn't dress up warm enough. I was in row four. Um, and apart from the shopping um, at the mall in uh, Canary Wharf and afterwards at Westfield, I left about 77 minutes, Nigel. Uh, yep, 13 minutes early. I'm not proud of it, but I just I was shopping freezing. I had shopping to do. Yeah, I had shopping to do. Let's face it. It. It, was, it was Sunday closing. So Westfield closed at six. Um it's unbelievable that they make you well. There's loads of people in West Ham, but you have to walk around the whole of Westfield. So I reckon we had to walk for half an hour just to get well, into Westfield. That's good job you left early then, wasn't it? Good job I left early. Um, it's not the same, is it? We're like walking around Green Street Market, Ken's Cove. No. 
You know, it's no. slightly different isn't it, when you're going all around the yeah. place. Um, the atmosphere is a bit weird, actually. So um, there, there was singing from time to time, but but we were out sang most of the time by uh, them singing champions and and standing backwards and doing it. You know, and we we were singing where were you when you were shit. But to be fair, it was the atmosphere. Only one chorus for that. The the atmosphere was. It was a bit subdued, wasn't it, Nigel? It was. Uh, it started off well, but once we got started, lump, you know, we started losing. I, f- I think the, the inevitability of it. Well said. You know, they got their first goal. Got that word out, what, Nigel. Fifteen well minutes. So one thing I was surprised at, and that didn't happen, it was on. Um, you know this this really sad tale of the. 18-year-old season oh, yeah. ticket holder. who on 18 minutes, what happened? Yeah, well, no one knows. So let me tell you a little bit of the background on that. So I, I ran a story on Clarence Hugh and West Ham Till I Die. Journalists knew about it. The family knew about it. Everyone was talking about it. And the, the club had, had arranged a, uh, a shirt with Sammy on it, an 18, and a picture of him ready to put up. But like all these things, they've got to be fan-led. So everyone thought that, the crowd would just break into, you know, applause on 18 minutes. But nothing happened. I don't know if people were distracted or something else was happening, but it, it just never happened. And it was a real surprise to the club. And they, they felt that they couldn't put a picture up with him if there was no applause, you know. That's the way it's always worked, you know. They oh, have a I picture ready to put up. I disagree, but, but I disagree with that. Or if it goes up at 18 minutes, people will realise and then... You know, not ev- go, not everybody reads the crap that you write on your website. Not everybody, you know, <laughs> not everybody does this sort of stuff. You'll find there's a large proportion of people that don't. So, yeah. you know, if it's not like in the program, for instance. Yeah, I don't know. It's a difficult one to do. And it's they, an easy cop out for the club to say we didn't. We had to yeah. wait for the fans to clap. Give me a break, will you? They're, they're, um, they're, get, they're getting a shirt with... Uh, Sammy and 18 on the back, signed by all the players, going to give it to the family. Um, I don't no, know what they can. I don't know what what it, what they can do now. Really, I mean, it seems a bit naff to do well, it the next. Yeah, try and do it the next game. But you know, I mean, I didn't. I didn't know that was supposed to happen. I've been busy. I haven't read your. Or, or, I mean, I wasn't looking out for that. Yeah, it wasn't just me. It was on the BBC. It was it was covered by and you know the fans plan to do on 18 minutes. It was covered by all the mainstream. Yeah. Um, I hadn't seen BBC had just run it and said it did happen when it. So what would have been better if they'd have done it before the game? Yeah, maybe. If, if they'd have had, I'm not a great fan of all this clapping and whatever. I always think, especially for something like that, it's like a minute silence. Is yeah. I mean, he was this more. this poor guy was stabbed on. If you don't know the story, this 18 year old who was in block two one seven, not far away from you, Nigel, yeah. in um in uh, Trevor Brook in Upper. Uh, been a West Ham season ticket holder since uh, we moved in uh, at the London Stadium. Um, and um, was a law student, really nice, apparently hardworking, really nice chap. Went to the Stoke game as a season ticket holder. Uh, Travelled home 100 yards from his um, house and he got stabbed by, by four people who jumped out of a car and no one knows why. Apparently not West Ham related or football related wasn't wearing a shirt, wasn't wearing a scarf or anything. Well, but look, there's, there's a big 
gang trouble in in um, going on, and yeah. um, sadly, you know, this kid weren't even in a gang. It just seemed something yeah. so random that you, you just you do wonder why. Anyway, uh, back to the game. Um, we the substitutions. Um, Noise again made his three substitutions at the same time. Um, no striker on. Um, I don't know who's making all that sound in the background, but yeah, no, no striker oh, just on. Muzzy, sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> who, who did he bring on? He bought on. Um, what's his triple? He brought Masuaku on. Masuaku, Hernandez. yeah. Hernandez, Hernandez, oh, so bought a striker. Yeah, um, and the third one. The other geezer. Yeah, the other one. Really made an impact. Um, I was I was paying attention. Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> Awful, wasn't it? We can't even remember the third one. That is so bad. He took Lanzini off. Yeah, which was pretty bad. Well, let, let me tell you who the third one was. Oh, it was Mario. Mario, Super Mario. There you go, Fernandez. So he took off. He pulled off Evera. He's worth put 30, on thirty-five mil, isn't he? He pulled off Fernandez and put on Mario, and he pulled off Lanzini and put on Hernandez. But no Andy Carroll, and Andy Carroll left before the end of the game. Is that right or is it wrong, Nigel? Uh, uh, there's two sides to the coin. Yeah, there's one side that's. Yes. Shut, shut your dog up, Nigel. Yeah, can you hear it? Yeah, we can hear it. Hold yeah. up, stay there, not, stay there. It's, it's not a dog podcast. <laughs> You've been barking all the way through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not bring your dog as well, uh, John, to your to the podcast? I could get him up here. He likes to bark up. Yeah. Hey, but we could have a little game, innit? What, what, what type of dog have I got? <laughs> I'll just get him to yeah. bark and people can like tweet in their guesses. Anyway. Anyway. And tweet your answers to the chocolate Labrador competition at Modern yeah. Star. <laughs> <laughs> right. But the anyway, question. he basically wants to go in the house and no one can be bothered to get up and let him in or sod. Yeah, yeah, but the question is about Andy Carroll. Yeah, two sides <laughs> of the coin. Oh, I can understand his frustration at the end of the day. He came on and made an impact against um, Stoke, and he was only on the pitch five minutes. He's a different kettle of fish to what we were doing, which obviously wasn't working, which actually bringing Hernandez on wasn't going to change what we were doing at all. So I couldn't understand that. And then the flip side is, even though you're on the subs bench, you should all be together and, and you should stay to the end to cheer your mates on or to, you know, show a bit of solidarity. But obviously, it's opened up a big kettle of worms, isn't it? Because now we, we, you're going to tell us that apparently there is no solidarity. Well, I, I don't know what the contractual position is. If he's made all three, are they allowed to leave? Have they got a contractual obligation? You don't have to sit there. When, when people are subbed, they don't have to sit on the bench. They can walk down the tunnel. So, actually, if you can't appear yeah. on the pitch, I can't see any reason Good why point. you can't go down the tunnel. Well, it seems to Good me point. a bit ironic that the player who slagged off the fans this season for leaving early actually left early. So, well, 
know. Yeah, there like, was that as well. You, you can you can understand, like you say, his frustration. You could even say that he feels that he might be with a sniffer going to going to Russia, and he needs to get on the so, pitch. But so let me tell. It's not doing, not done him any favours, is it? No. So, uh, obviously, I don't know if you heard what David Moyes said on Sky. He sort of said, I don't know, but if he has, if he did leave early, then I'll deal with it, right? Because someone said, oh, uh, Andy Carroll left before full time. And he said, did he? And he, they said, yeah. And he said, well, if he has, I'll deal with it. So they had a bust up on Sunday, apparently, in the dressing room. Uh, David Moyes saying that the, the, the team needed solidarity and not people walking off. Uh, and But it was left at that. Now, Monday was their day off, so no training yesterday. Uh, Andy Carroll turns up normal time, you know, 10 o'clock this morning. Uh, um, Gaffer calls him in to his office and asks him to apologise for Sunday. Andy Carroll um, refuses to apologise and David Moyes sends him home. And we just run that as an exclusive on info this evening uh, because we have heard that from a, a very good senior source. That's exactly what happened. Is that right? You're hearing that for the first time, I'm, not, I'm sure, Nigel. Um, right to send him home for refusing to apologise for Sunday? I don't know. Do you know, it sounds a bit like being back at school to me, and I don't. that don't sit well with me when it's, we're dealing with adults. I don't know. It, it sounds like Moyes trying to crack the whip on on certain players and to send him home it's like telling him to go and stand in the corner isn't it you know what because he won't say apologise so I think, um, yeah <laughs> it's hard because it's Andy Carroll so you got all the baggage that we all know yeah. that he's, he's let us down or he's let the club down a few times before but for me if you isolate that incident forget everything in, in the past and look at that I find it strange to send him home because he wouldn't say sorry to the others. Did the other players expect him to apologise? Were the other... You only apologise to your mates if your mates no, think you've I let hear, them down. I hear, I hear there's some sympathy well, with Andy well, Carroll, apolog- which I'm going to talk about in a minute. Yeah, then Moyes has just Johnny. made it worse. Johnny. Johnny. Yes. Right or wrong? Who's in the right? Who's in the wrong here? Um, I've... I mean, the, the, the problem we've got is that Moyes is trying to do stuff that he's trying to establish something from a point of weakness. You know, he's undermined. He's, he, he, he was this six-month contract thing from the beginning. He's trying to put some some discipline into this basket case of a club. And he's, you know, I would imagine half of them think he ain't going to be here next season. So why well, we've got to listen mm. to him. And they, I mean, they've got a good mind to as well, because I would imagine most of the people don't want him there. It's only the fact that, well, we'll talk about that later, but why send him home? I don't know. Probably not at this juncture. Why cause a big blow up now when we need to win at least one more game to feel a bit more relaxed? Yeah. And you got it's 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 um. I, I do have some sympathy with Andy Carroll, which seems strange, as you say. If there's anyone Andy Carroll, you'd have sympathy. But, you know, I, I understand Moyes is trying to lay down the law, but, you know. A bit late now, isn't it? Like, 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 like Nigel said, you know, 
if a player comes is subbed off, he's allowed to go down the tunnel. So he wasn't of any more use to them because he'd all have free substitutions. So why can't he go down the tunnel? Um, however, let me tell you a little, and I'm, I will stress, this is a report, this is a, a rumour, but I hear there's a little mutiny going on. So I understand there's a number of players not really happy with the current manager at the moment. One of them is obviously Andy Carroll. Uh, one of them is alleged to be Lanzini. Um it probably won't surprise you. Another one is is Hernandez. Uh, another one is Adrian. Um, another one is said to be Bonner. and another one is 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 said to be Declan Rice. Now, I I can't say. Uh, someone told me training ground source that this that there's some happiness in the camp at the moment. I can't I can't confirm it. I've not been able to get verification of this. But the story goes is that those people had a word with Noble, Mark Noble, about their unhappiness. What Mark Noble is supposed to do about it, I don't know. Whether he's supposed to talk to the board about it or whether, you know, but they turn to him as the gaffer. Whether this is true or not, I don't know. It's just a rumour going around. But You'd um, like to think Noble would, would take it to Moyes if, if they're going to be well, men about it. Take yeah. it to Moyes and try and get some clarification. It's hard because it, it's a mess in a way without, you know, going down the usual route, blaming the board. I think it is the, the, the lack of clarity over Moyes' um, longevity at the club is, is actually destabilising us now. And they should, they should either come yeah. out and... You know, it was always going to end like this, giving him, saying, oh, he's only got six months with an option for two, instead of saying, well, he's got two and a half years, yeah. but if we go down, he's out of the job. This is yeah. the thing where nothing... So the players obviously don't know what their futures are. Well, they don't. They don't. And then this is why at the moment... I mean, one thing, it's a great link there. You know, the tide seems to have turned massively in the last week against David Moyes. We were talking about it last week on the podcast, but I'm seeing a massive turn. Everybody I spoke to at the the London Stadium was was no, there seemed to be no support from as well. And you know we love a poll, and this time it's not a Clarence Hugh poll; it's a West Ham Social poll. So West Ham Social have done a a, a poll on Twitter. And it, it, it's a big poll because, uh, and I'm reading it live, 11,177 have voted in the first two days with another five days to go of them. And it, it's quite a simple um, poll. It says, would you like to see David Moyes given the West Ham job on a permanent basis with a two-year contract this summer? 14% say yes, but a massive um, 86%, including me, by the way, say no. That's a pretty damning um, message from the supporters. We really know it doesn't and, and matter, though, doesn't it? We all know it doesn't matter. We all know that no, no one else in the Premier League will employ Moyes, so he wants to stay because he's got a Premier League job if we stay up. And our board won't pay any money to go and get anyone decent out of a job. So the cheapest option for them is to keep him. Well, and they will use, say that. Well, they will use the, well, we need some stability. We need this, we know... But the, the fact is, you know, if we were to try and get a dice out of Burnley or something, they'd have to pay money and they won't do it. 
It's All right. So that, let me tell you. So what? I, and I told you this on the WhatsApp group earlier, chaps. But I'm going to repeat it for our listeners. So a senior source, which uh, we spoke to today, said that. Um, all things being equal, and assuming West Ham uh, survive uh, and finish in a you know a non-embarrassing fashion, then David Moyes will be offered a contract. Because the concern is, Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. That the, the board know that at least six players need changing over the the summer and to try and change six players and the backroom team and the manager in one go is probably too much change too much too quickly however i have been told that it's down to leicester if we get beat 4-0 against leicester that may well, change how bad is that though how what, what a ridiculous thing to say in any capacity that could get into the into the public domain that if we lose badly against Leicester, which genuinely is our best <coughs> chance of getting any points now between now and the end of the season, that all the players that all want him out, all the players that are disillusioned and pissed off, all they have to do is not turn up for that one game and more doesn't get a contract. There what is a, a danger. Ridiculous though. thing to do. It's just yeah. I'll tell you, I despair at the state of it. Should we edit that part out of the podcast then? No, I ain't give it. I, yeah, they, well, they've, <laughs> they've done it. They've put it. They've they've got that message out to you, which in turn means it goes everywhere. So why on earth? It's it is it's it's beyond belief. It's just ridiculous. I uh, I'm I don't know. I I really uh, don't know. Um, anymore but let me tell you one thing I've been told the players are unhappy and you may have heard this did you hear that David Moyes got the team to play without a ball training last week yeah have you heard this but other clubs do that other clubs do that well it didn't go down well with the players is what I hear have you heard this John yeah I I can't believe I'm going to defend David Moyes 
You want to defend David Moyes? Wow. Because people wanted Billy Chow and they they got it. Yeah. So this is what they've got. We only had 25% possession. So therefore, 75% of the game Sunday, we didn't have the ball. Now, the, the the effort shown by the players in trying to get back the ball, the 75%, was piss poor in my opinion. Now, I will argue till the cows come home with anyone that that comes from the players. David Moyes can put them out on yeah, the pitch. Yeah, of course he does. But you can't force them to run around. Like you can take a horse to water but can't force it to drink. You can do all you like. But when it comes to the game, it's down to the players. And players kicking up a fuss because of this manager does this. They had the ump with yeah, Billich and that. Bless him. I don't, you know, you're professional people. You're paid more money than David Moyes. Get out there and, and show him why you're wrong. By, by showing us how good we think you are or, or how good you think you are. That's what I'd say to the players. Because I hear, keep hearing people saying we're supposed to be these top 10 players. These are We're in this position because of the players. And they ain't good enough. And then, in fact, these are players that possibly should be good enough. So actually, it's their lack of effort that's put us in this position. Whether you can argue tactics or whatever, the, uh, the three quarters of those players are just not doing it all at the same time. And so for me, defending David Moyes, yeah, I, I think, one, I think it's a bit rich for people who cried Billich out to now go, oh, we want Moyes out. It's like another witch hunt. And then we've got to go through it all again. Bit rich from me after my stance with Allardyce, but I would have sacked Sam the day he was appointed, let alone four years down the line. And that was a, a cultural thing with Allardyce. Um, Moyes, I feel, should be given a chance to buy players, if it's gonna, if he is going to be given the freedom, to buy players... And let's see where we are November, December. So he's had a year at the club. He's bought some players. Are we seeing changes? In, in a way, I feel a bit sorry for Moyes because this is indicative of what he walked into at Sunderland. A team on a downward spiral. A team that needs complete overhaul. But have we got the, the owners, the money and the will to do it? Because looking at the teams coming up, I can see us being where we are next season or lower. I can't see us getting out. Yeah, but it did again. But he, he's, he's also got a group of players that already got one yeah. manager sacked. And, you know, what are they? What do they honestly think they're going to achieve? You know, I mean, if they don't want to be there, if they don't want to play for him, get the job done and then tell us in the summer and yeah. they can bugger off. But don't now. You've got, you got this three-game period where we need to get at least like one win. Now they're all out there piping and throwing their toys out of the pram. It's a bit rich, I Considering think. Considering how, and, how you know, fantastic the training was when Moyes turned up, how they were all wheeled out to praise David Moyes in the anti-Billich campaign, Mr. Sean. Yeah. yeah. How they were all running yeah. war, weren't they? Uh, isn't it? And now, look, they, they ran so much that Man City had 75% of the ball. And we scored, we let in three goals every other game. It's just, you know, it's it's the player's attitude. But it is indicative, like you say, of the club. It's just in this Sunderland-type spiral. 
It just comes from everything. All is a perfect storm. Anyway, mm. um, <laughs> time. Let's let's move away from um, moaning. David Moyes, move on to the London Stadium because exclusively I'm going to give you a little bit. We're publishing the London Stadium survey uh, filled out by over 4,000 people and it doesn't make good reading. So this is exclusive. It's going to be oh, it did for me. publishing tomorrow. Have you read it already? <laughs> I have. Yeah. So let's start with after 20 months at the London Stadium, do you believe the move was a good idea? Well, only 23% say yes. 52% more or more say no, and, and 24% say uh, not sure yet. So that's a big switch from, from last year. When will the London Stadium feel like our proper home? This is another yeah. big switch. 38% say it never will. 8% say more than 10 seasons. 16 or nearly 17% say 6 to 10 seasons. Uh, only 5% says it already does. 30% say within five seasons. So again, a big switch. People don't feel like it's it, it's at home. If you're a season ticket holder, do you plan to renew for next season? So 13% say they already have. Uh, 27% say they plan to renew. Uh, 10% say they're giving up the season ticket. 14 or nearly 15% say not sure. Um, 28% weren't a season ticket holder that filled out the poll. Um, and 6% on the waiting list. Um, now, does that surprise yeah. you, Dale? Because that—that's the one that surprised me. Well, it does. But sometimes, and and we all know this, people say they're not going to renew. But when it comes down to reality of what you're going to do on a Saturday, they then renew at the last minute. So no, I, so these polls was, are sometimes not as yeah, bad. But I was surprised at the amount actually that said, well, including me, <laughs> that we're, we're going to renew. So when you read the whole report. Negativity, negativity, negativity. Because we support the club. Team. Yeah, the club are going to look at that. If the club read that report, they're going to go, oh, and they're going to get to that and go, oh, well, we'll still get their money, though. Yeah. <laughs> because that's what actually jumps out to me. Yeah. And it is yeah. mugs like me. Yeah. It just yeah, keep putting up year after year. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, the three of us. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's well, the four of us. Yeah. George. I'm a double mug, you know, we, 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 we pay to go where we are. We're yeah. double. Well, yeah, I mean, I've renewed of this week, yeah. you know, I paid £578 for two years. Yeah. And I, I think I look back, the last time I paid £578, uh, that was for one year in the bowling. I think I'd have to go back 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. And I've got it for two years. So it's a bit richer, me, to complain. But. The funny thing is, West Ham would have got more money out of me if they'd have stayed out of bowling, that's for sure. Yeah. So next is the ticket exchange. Um, I said, uh, do you ever use a ticket exchange? Uh, well, 18% say they never miss a game. So it's 18% um, said, yes, they use it sometimes. 7.5% uh, say, yes, I use it every time I can't make a game. Uh, another nearly 18% said, not worth it financially. 33% said, I sell it or forward it to a family or a friend myself, doing the touts out of business. And uh, yeah. only 6%, including Nigel, say, I prefer to leave my seat empty. No, no, no. No, no, no. Obviously, no, 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 no. Go on, what <laughs> box are you using? I don't miss a game. 
Oh, I don't miss it. Well, no, you, because... yeah, but you have two tickets, though. Oh, no, I filled it in for me. I didn't fill it in for the empty seat. All oh, right. <laughs> That's a bit disingenuous. <laughs> did you hear that? That's a bit disingenuous. I did. A that's, podcast that's a long word. flange and disingenuous. What Here the we go. It's like education, yeah? Yeah. High, highbrow now, stuff, this, this is. This, this yeah. was an interesting one. What is your view of the general match day atmosphere uh, in terms of volume and support for the team? The biggest result, um, 49% was average, 26% good, 3% said excellent, uh, and nearly 21.5% said poor. I, I thought that more would be on poor, but... Hey, let's move on. Uh, quality of stewarding and security. <laughs> at, uh, 1% said excellent. What? Uh, 10% said good. 35% said uh, average. And unsurprisingly, 53.5% said poor. Uh, the quality of food of price and drink, again, was split between average and poor. 43% each. That, that surprised me somewhat. I thought that maybe... I mean, look, I don't know about you, but the food and the drink, I think, is is better quality and easier to get to than the bowling ground. Do you do you disagree, uh, John? Um, I would say it's about average. So I think I'll take to average. I don't think it's easy to get to. Average. I mean, okay. you, the All drinks right. aren't quicker. It's, it's no quicker to get a drink there than it was at the bowling, is it? Yeah. Now, I know this one is subjective, but the next one was, what is your experience of the London Stadium sightlines and views from the pitch from your seat? Now, subjective. Now, 13.5%, including me, by the way, say excellent, because I think I've got an excellent view. Uh, Nearly 36% said good, which surprised me. 27% said average, and only 23% said poor. What did you say here, Nigel? Sorry, I was just going to get a cup of tea. What was that again? <laughs> what was what, when you said your experience, the sight lines, and the view from the pitch? What did you say? Oh, my Arctic poor for everything. <laughs> uh, we're getting on to the interesting one. Um, not this one, but the experience of traveling to and from the London Stadium, taking into account walking, public transport, or car. Um, biggest response was poor with 32%, 29% average, 29% good and 10% excellent. What did you vote here, John? Because I don't think travelling to the stadium for us is too bad going by the DLR. Um, I can't, I'll just put average. I, I think you'll find that our journey to the this, this stadium could be a lot better if we didn't have that barrier stuck outside our exit at full time. Yeah, but we... we 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 we, oh, we do now, now do but in real t- we we do because we kind of have to don't we you know realistically yeah. if they yeah. go to the supporters club after the game yeah I mean, yeah but that didn't exist yeah. for the first season did it sure so, yeah. you know it's... all right anyway i'm i'm going to move on how do you rate the overall match day experience this will be published tomorrow average is what 44% by the vast majority uh, only 2% said excellent 26% said good which leaves 26% poor um now this one surprised me nigel west ham have been criticized for not paying enough towards yeah. the running costs and transformation costs yeah. of west ham do you f- they won't like this one oh. do you think west ham should pay more do you know what and this really surprised me 46% of Match-going fans said, yes, West Ham should pay more against 36% who say no and, and nearly 18% that said don't know. So 
the majority of fans thinks we should pay more. The only the reason stadium. I can think that is that they think we should pay more to improve it. Maybe, maybe, Perhaps. maybe well, it works maybe, that way. Maybe they're just concerned think... taxpayers of London and feel that the, the tax burden. Not if they're West Ham fans, they're not. <laughs> Hey. Do do you think now this one you can guess this one? Do you think West Ham will become a regular top six club within the next five years as a result of the move to the London Stadium? Eighty six percent said no, which begs the question. I mean, eleven percent said not sure, not sure, but three percent said yes. I want their smoke. Well, it's good to see that do Karen think- and Dave uh, took part in the. They probably yeah. put one percent of the stewarding was good as well. Yeah. Do you think West Ham will kick on to the next level and become a top four team in the next 10 years as a result of the move to the London Stadium? Again, 82% said no. 13% said Nick Shaw. The 4%, 176, said yes. The only thing that that did, that, that is, I wish these people were like that seven, eight years ago. And I really do believe we wouldn't be in this mess. Yeah. Nearly an end. Do you think, this is one for you, Nigel, do you think, it's your favourite question, 4,000 people answer this, do you think West Ham board are doing a good job? (laughs) 0.8%, 33 people said excellent out of 4,077. 4%, 4.7%, 195 people said good. 27% 27% over 1,000 people, 1,131 said average, which leaves, and this is probably the most devastating uh, against them they've had, 66.67% over 2,718 people said poor. They are not doing a good job. Probably not surprising in the current circumstances, eh, Nigel? No, no, if you look at the current circumstances... It's not, but all the circumstances now, last year, all the no, all the... Yeah. <laughs> right. So this is the last one because there was a comment section. There was eighteen thousand comments, which eighteen thousand, and the last one eighteen thousand eight, comments, eighteen eighteen hundred comments. Oh, that sake, there's only four thousand. You answered that last. That's week. what I was thinking. Yeah. And and where did your survey come from? But the last one, which I know actually, will where did the survey is, come from? Not many came um, from us because you didn't even put it down as an option. Yeah. But, 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 well, until until you can make it up. <laughs> How well does West Ham value you as a supporter and listen to the fans' concerns? Now, West Ham believe through all the fan consultation and the SAB and meeting with the the West Ham United groups and listening to other specialist groups that they listen all the time. But what do you think the 4,000 people, 4,070 when asked, do do you think they listen to supporters and value you as a supporter? Yes. Well, only 0.8% said excellent, 36 people. 6% said good, 243. 31% over 1,200 said average. But again, another devastating blow. 61.5% over 2,500 said poor. It don't make good well, reading. That's because they, they might think they talk, but they do talk to a lot of people, but they talk a load of nonsense and don't produce anything from it, apart from banning the televisions in the concourse and putting some shelves up. So It goes back to what I've always said. They don't employ fans in the right department and therefore when it all goes tits up like this and blows up, they don't know how to deal with us. 
So they all have their little chit-chat meetings, probably barnstorming or whatever they call it. Let's think out the box and, and let's square the circle and all the other marketing guff that they can come up with. And, you know, let's sit down. Let's call an SAB meeting. Let's, let's meet these people. Let's meet that people. And it achieves absolutely nothing. But the problem with that is, is that when you look at, when you read what goes on in these meetings, a lot of the concerns that West Ham fans have, the club cannot do anything about because they signed away the right yeah. in the deal. Yeah. And That's rather right. than admit it, hold up, rather than admit it and be honest about it, they give people constantly full soap and that produces that result. Or blame the mayor. Yeah. Yeah, or blame the mayor. Yeah. Anyway, we've still got to fit in Twitter question time. We've just one thing to do, which I'm going to ask Nigel. He went to Supporters Club. There's been a bit of an update. Um, as we said last week, um, lots of people were um, written off as members, um, but the um, Save Our Supporters Club committee has written to everyone and suggesting that we are all members. They've taken their own legal advice and to turn up for the SGM. You're you're going to that, aren't you, yeah. Nigel? Did anything happen over the weekend I missed at the Supporters Club? You can tell oh, our listeners, no, um, or, or is that a bit they just that? circulated on on the on the tables the the two emails, one from uh, the Rebel Alliance, as I like to call them, uh, and one from the, the the Save Our Supporters Committee, who I'd like to call the West Ham United Supporters Club Committee, because uh, I no yeah. longer recognise. Yeah. The, those charlatans um, that say they're running the club because they're not. They're not doing it for the fans, they're doing it themselves. So all I'd say is 20th of May at the bowling pub, midday, if you're a member of the supporters club, please make sure you turn up. Ignore ignore anything that you are sent by the charlatans and, and turn up and use your democratic right. But I think uh, they've and gone again- for... The website yeah. for that, the website for that is sosc2018.com. That's sosc2018.com, which stands for Save Our Supporters Club 2018. Well, they're pushing they the AGM to happen after. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm going to play this jingle while you open uh, Facebook, uh, Nigel. Yes, it's Facebook Twitter question time. And I'm just doing a little fill while Nigel opens up Facebook because John is not on Facebook. He took a one-man stand against Facebook many years ago and the evil clutches of um, of social media. Nigel, have I filled enough for you ready to uh, read out any comments we've got? Uh, podcasting tonight messes us before 8pm with stuff about City Defeat. Moyes, Carol, bust up, and any other questions or statements of facts. Toby Behan. Is Mark Noble strong enough leader on the pitch? We seem to have motivational problems too often. Bonzo, Dix, Alvin, etc. wouldn't have put up with that performance. Maybe a new skipper to go with, hopefully, a new manager next season. Yeah, that's it. Have you finished? Where's, Ni- where's Nigel gone? Really? Where is Nigel gone? Sorry, I was. 
I'm really being wiped by mistake. <laughs> oh my god, this is a bit of a I was telling someone Sunday, and they said, "What's the podcast?" I went, "Mate, just think of Wayne's World <laughs> if you've seen the film." And that's us doing a podcast. Wayne's World versus Chatty Man. As someone wrote to us that it was like it was my first time listening, but it was like listening to Alan Carr with that. his mates down the pub or something. Yeah, and we did clarify that he meant you as Alan Carr. Yeah, you. you. Yeah, not yous, no. but you. Right, come. Crack right, on. Here we go. It's 58 minutes. Take 22. Douglas Woodhurst. There seemed to be no tactics whatsoever. We didn't defend or attack them. Just wandered around aimlessly. No heart or, or war fight. Well, heart was dropped, mate, because of City. City didn't have to get out of second gear. Shearer was right. It was an absolute disgrace. World-class stadium with world-class players. You're having a fucking bubble. God, language, Timothy. Nick Harvey, predictable performance and result. Moyes once again clueless and players were beaten before they even walked onto the pitch. Spineless for the majority of players. And we'll be in for more of this if Moyes stays in charge next season. Finding it very hard to renew our season tickets for the first time in 30 years. Sad times indeed. Carol Buster, not normally a fan of sick note, but at least he showed he had some passion which was sorely missing from the rest of the team. Highlight of the week. Woohee! New shed a ride for the garden. Uh, stick some pictures up, Nick. I do like a shed. <laughs> Anthony Brown. Moyes must have been saving Arthur and others for the Leicester game. Otherwise, why would you play ever against those City wingers? It's football in suicide. Once again, subs too late in the game to make a difference. It's all on the Leicester game for survival. Maybe, maybe not. John Boreham. What was Moyes doing starting Evra? What did he think would happen playing a 36-year-old who's hardly featured against their wingers? Moyes simply does not have a clue. If we go down this season, it'll be fully deserved. Next up, Lewis Trout with his uh, pictures of his boxer dogs. I see a tweet from X <coughs> to say that the board are keeping an eye on recent performances and are looking elsewhere potentially. With David Gold being hammered on Twitter about Moyes, let's hope they can see the fan unrest regarding the manager. Yeah, well, I think we discussed that. Here's a great name coming up. Greg Milker. Drink a lot of Milker a day. Why aren't we playing as desperate as Stoke or Southampton? I think we will stay up, but just by the skin of our teeth, Moyes can then take his bonus and GTFO. Whatever that is. Uh, Get yeah, the I've got it. Count. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Richard Dodds, this week I have no question as there are no answers. The club is in disarray and although we will stay up this year, I think next year will be even worse if that is possible. It is possible. You look at Wolves. Uh, it is possible, yeah. We've seen what Come on, people. We have been in worse situations than this. Martin Scholar, a gentleman, some may say. <laughs> And a scholar. Can someone ask Shahid Khan, I don't know who he is, to buy... Oh, right. Can someone ask Shahid Khan He's to buy the win. London Stadium and not Wembley? He could then redevelop it, the London Stadium to make a proper football stadium and the FA would not need to sell off the family silver. The problem with that, Mark, me old China, is that we would have to vacate the stadium 
to allow American football to be played because that's what he's going to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't even discussed yeah. Chelsea uh, sharing our stadium. But, but it ain't our stadium, so I couldn't week. give a monkey's. Uh, Man City, no. No. sorry, Matthew Kemp says, and uh, Man City was simply a class above us. Why didn't we go for it? Carroll and Arnie up top, Arthur to attack and add pace, whichever a noble lack. I agree. Darren Kitchen. Yeah, he was well done, Matthew. Uh, I liked your brother's band, Spandau Ballet. That was pretty good. Uh, Darren Kitchen. It was incredibly cold, but this isn't a weather podcast. <laughs> hey, I've got Tim Sharman. Finished. Do you think the players will do a lap of appreciation for the fans after the Everton game? Well, Ooh, I think they uh, will. But to be fair, last season, it was like a ghost yeah, town no after the died. Liverpool game. Funny enough, who beat us 4-1. Yeah, <laughs> so, Can I tell you a secret? Come on. Don't tell anyone. They After the Burnley match, they were going to cancel the Players' Awards. But they changed their minds. Did they really? Who changed their minds? Yeah. Have they had the Players' Awards in? Oh, they did. Well, they were going to cancel the Players' Awards and not have the, the Hammer of the Year at a dinner because they were worried about what the fans might do and how you know it might be a riot or whatever. So after the Burnley game, they, they planned to cancel the Players' Awards and only at the last, and I mean the last minute, did they decide to hold them. A lot of tickets got given away. But but don't tell anyone well, that because I don't want to talk about it because I think it's a disgrace. So you've started me up again, isn't it? They they stole that off the West Ham mm. Supporters Club the Emirates the year. They had to cheat to tweet out yeah. this is the sixty first year we've awarded it when they didn't award it for the first fifty odd yeah. years. And then you know, yeah. if you want to pay three hundred and thirty quid, you will let you have a player sit at your table. Yeah. Yeah. Or give away seats. Yeah. Anyway, right. jog on Seymour. with the uh, Paul um, Turner. Hey, Mr. DJ, how did I manage to catch Nigel at the bar in the West Ham Supporters Club on Sunday? Well, you probably got him a ticket. What, into the Supporters Club? Can I tell you a secret? Yeah. All right, don't tell anyone. No, I won't. I told him, just tell him you forgot your ticket, they'll let you in. (laughs) (laughs) It worked. Yeah, excellent. Oh, dear. Uh, Gary Prince, we need one more victory to stay up. In which match do you see us getting that win? Leicester. Everton. In fact, I think it's a draw. I think we need one point and I think we'll get it against Everton. Oh, I'd yeah. like to think Leicester, but if yeah. they want Moyes out, they probably won't bother. Now they've heard this. Well, they won't hear this. Will they? No one listens to this. Uh, any others? Uh, Nigel, nope. was that the last That's one? It. That was the last one. Right. Well, uh, quickly with Twitter, uh, American uh, West Ham podcast says... Nigel, I'm thinking of buying a pizza oven. What do you recommend? Uh, look, I, I paid 150 <laughs> No, he didn't say that. <laughs> they didn't say well, that. Well, look, I'm going to tell you now. <laughs> what is it? Tesco's pizza oven. That's, that doubles up, actually, as a barbecue as well, I'll have you know. You put charcoal in the bottom. If you keep the door open, use it as a barbecue. Shut the door. Put the old um, stone in that comes in for the pizzas. Let it get up to about 600 or 500 degrees. Whack the pizza in. Three minutes later, thank you very much. Better than Domino's. There you go. 
There you go. There you go. Now, what the American West Ham podcast do ask is, when was the last time West Ham went a whole week without being in the papers for something stupid? I don't know. We seem to live on the West Ham media um, being in the media. There doesn't seem to go a week without us being in there. They, they probably think that at the club it's all settled down, in it? It's all going to be all right, aren't they? No, I don't think they do. No. Jay Morris, photographer, says... After that, dis- I don't know when the last time. I reckon was, I'll, I'll, I'll have a guess that it was. Uh, it James, was, um, go on. Three weeks Not, before the Icelandic sixty-nine or something like that. We never knew they were going to buy us. <laughs> it was just normal. This is normal. James Morris, photographer, says after that display yesterday, we don't deserve to stay up. I expected to lose, but that was absolutely gutless. Yep, it was. Um. Christian Ronaldo. I don't think it is the Christian Ronaldo, the real one. Really nice of West Ham to allow Man City to get some extra practice at the Olympic Stadium. Hope Moyes is gone and our retire and our retirement defence. We need uh, Sean Dyche tactics and at least four defenders and a keeper. Offence should should be an afterthought. Need at least one point, which is what you said. Uh, w H.U. Marisipa Reaper says, we all blame the ball. Can I just stop you there? Go on. I think it's W.H.U. Mark Reaper. It is Mark Reaper. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> well done. You should do these. Mark Reaper, we all blame the ball and Moyes. But what about the players? Seventh highest wage bill in the Premier League is a disgrace for what they provide. Also, are we the next Aston Villa? Dolly, do, um, Dodging relegation year after year. Next year, we will drop if this carries on. Yeah, we've said this today, today, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. John Mansfield says, still believe we're safe. Starting lineup was wrong, though. I changed my mind on Moyes. I no longer think he should stay for next year. Brendan Rogers would be my choice. He can bring his slimmed-down portrait with him. And John Mansfield has sent us a really nice slimmed-down portrait of... Um, of uh, Brendan Rogers, and that's it. So, um, which finish on that? Brendan Rogers, boys. Would you would you prefer Brendan Rogers next year? Well, we've discussed him in the past that he would be an option, but uh, again, he would cost money, so it yeah. makes him yeah. not an option. Anyway, we've seriously overrun tonight because uh, of Nigel's waffling. Yeah, Nigel, um, you just talk uh, too much, don't you? What's wrong with you? We've got, we've got a game this weekend against Leicester City, which I don't think... Well, was this the one that George wanted us to go to and we couldn't make? As he said, do you fancy going up to Leicester? I don't know, Sean. We'll stop waffling, will we? <laughs> so, prediction, John? Well, I reckon we're going to lose 3-0 because they're going to want to get rid of the manager, so 3-0 loss. Uh, Nigel? Um, 2-0 loss. And I'm going to go for a one nil win, you miserable bastards. <laughs> um, up, it's called a prediction. Right? I bet we're yeah, but, right. But, but, but we, predicting we lose. We're right more than you are with they, your stupid one nil. What are you watching Arsenal? You, you lost. We They lost 5-0 against Palace. Leicester are breaking down. I read a story um, on Claret and Hugh today, so it must be true. Say that they're in, they're in um, just as much turmoil as us. Yeah, sitting, what, so 8th or 9th? Yeah, I bet they're in turmoil. Yeah, 
Leicester Revolt can boost iron safety bid, it says. Leicester City have had a revolt in the dressing room. There's dressing room discontent with his methods. Yeah, well. But before Palace got their first goal, Leicester were a better team, according to Match of the Day, the bit I watched. They had one mm. cleared off the line that could have gone one new up. They had a, a couple of other chances. They had a bloke sent off, I think it was at 2 0 Walk Brighton. When was the last time we beat Leicester? We, we always struggle against Leicester, don't we? It's been a while. Well, when they stayed up a couple of years ago, it was them beating us that kick-started their great escape. Yeah. 2-1. Anyway, we will see. We will see. Uh, it's goodbye from Nigel. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from John. Bye. And it's goodbye from me, Sean. Goodbye. Uh, we'll be back next week with another cheery episode. <laughs> Come on, you irons. More, more than just a podcast. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 